Please be seated. We continue our study today on the finest commentary on the Old Testament known to the Christian church, the book of Hebrews. Great text, one that answers a lot of questions. Let's begin with a non-responsive remote. Hebrews answers some questions. <laughs> you know, most people put the buttons, you know, business end of things. But I have a PhD. <laughs> Let's begin with uh, these opening words from Hebrews. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. What a blessing that God speaks to us through Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews helps people understand how it is that Christ impacts our understanding of God. How the Old Testament comes to bear on the new and on the life of the child of God. And to do that, maybe just a quick recap of where we've been. There's different ways to outline it. I'm going to show you the right way to outline it now. Despite what other people might have done on Mondays. Hebrews starts off with the supremacy of Jesus. Jesus, who is God Almighty. Jesus, the Son of God, the very image of God, the representation of His being, the way that we understand the fullness of God. The book of Hebrews shows us that Christ is utterly unique, that nobody can take the place of Jesus. Jesus is superior to the angels, for though they're God's servants, though they're God's creatures, None of them are our Savior. None of them are the Son of God. Jesus is greater than Moses. Words that might have been a little hard for some people to take or understand at first. Jesus is greater than the Sabbath rest, something you talked about last week. And now for the main event, Jesus is greater than the priesthood. Now on one level, it strikes us as really quite a simple thing. What's the right answer? Jesus. We're done. But as you start ticking through these things, you see it must have been quite a blow to those early converts from Judaism. They had come to know Jesus. They believed in Him. They trusted in Him. They knew that He was the Messiah and the Savior of the world. And now they got some things to think through. Consider for a moment what Jewish identity was based in. The Jews considered themselves the chosen people called by God, blessed to be a blessing. They saw their identity as anchored in the Exodus. Once they were slaves in Egypt, but God delivered them, an event that's celebrated year after year in the Passover. And in that deliverance, they were led by Moses, the greatest of the prophets. Moses, who saw God face to face, who delivered scriptures into the hands of Israel, who taught them the law, who designed by God's direction the tabernacle and the whole system of worship. Moses is the guy. Moses taught them to observe God's law, including the Sabbath. And Moses taught them 
by God's direction that their sins would be atoned for and they could be reconciled to God by the priesthood who offered sacrifices at God's direction in a way that no other person could do in a place where no other person could go. In the tabernacle and later when it was constructed permanently, the temple. And then comes Jesus. And you've got to reconsider it all over again. Who are the chosen people? Everyone God calls. What are you delivered from? Not just slavery long ago, but in fact they were still slaves to sin and death until the great deliverer came. Who leads? Not Moses, but a greater Moses. Jesus, the incarnate God, who taught them that in him the law had been fulfilled. And the Sabbath rest, it wasn't about keeping Saturday with a clean calendar. It was fulfilled with real rest. Rest from our works. Rest in the gospel. And reconciled by a priesthood? Absolutely. But a different one. Jesus is the high priest who serves not in the tabernacle or temple in Jerusalem, but in the great heavenly temple. And we're going to save most of that till later weeks. There's a lot more of that coming up in the book of Hebrews because it's such a critical question. But today that topic gets introduced. Jesus is our priest. Now to get to it, let's read together Hebrews 1 through 6. Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession who was faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house. For Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house if indeed we hold fast our confidence and our boasting and hope. Mind blown if you really live in this world. Moses is not the greatest one, but Jesus is. The temple was not the place where God would meet his people, but we are the temple. And Jesus is the priest. Moses was indeed faithful, sinful and forgiven, but faithful as a servant. Christ is faithful as the builder. But think of it. Moses was the one who brought that temple design and the design for the priesthood and the simple of the system of sacrifice. He brought it from God to people and on the day of the first consecration of priests, Moses had a key role. But Jesus is better. Categorically different. He serves as God, not just serving God 
but serving on behalf of us, God himself, God incarnate. And as we think about that, Hebrews, as it unfolds this truth, shows us our need for Jesus to be the great high priest. We're jumping into chapter 4 now. We did in between verses on the Sabbath last week. Now in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, this is why we need Jesus. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Oh, Moses brought the Torah to God's people. Later prophets continue to bring God's word. And while that's good news, the word of God comes to us like a sharp sword. It cuts to the heart past all of our defenses and our self-satisfaction. It cuts through what we hide from everybody else and lays us open as if we're cut by a surgeon's scalpel and everything's exposed before him. Laid bare before God with who we are so evident there's no innocence to protest. God sees who we are. We see who we are. It's an ugly picture. They show our need in these verses. On our own, standing before the throne of God, naked of all pretense, our sin and our wickedness shines forth. And what could we expect but a wrathful God of judgment and condemnation? But we are not on our own. And that's what Hebrews is trying to get to us. We are not on our own. Let's read verses 14 to 16 together. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have, in every respect, has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. If you think to go before God on your own, without Jesus, stop. Be afraid. For sinful people on their own are going to find nothing but the wrath and the destruction that they deserve. But Jesus, our high priest, goes before us. As the earthly priests would pass into the most holy place where no other person could go, so Jesus goes to the throne of God where no other person can go to intercede for us, to sacrifice for us, to sacrifice himself. He goes to God and reconciles us so that when God looks at you, he sees the high priest. And now this Jesus comes from God's throne and for the sake of his holiness and righteousness declares us forgiven. That's the work of Jesus. And yet there's more. Our high priest can sympathize 
Hebrews says that Jesus is able to sympathize with our weaknesses because he's experienced them. Our physical weaknesses, our human feelings and emotions, our limitations, our frustrations, our challenges, and even our temptations. He has been tempted like us in every way. Any temptation we face, Jesus has faced first. C.S. Lewis said that only a perfectly righteous person really knows what temptation is. What he was saying is, Satan doesn't have to try real hard to tempt me. I'm easy. He throws a little temptation and I fall for it. But when Christ endures temptations, he endures temptations that we never have to bear. And he resists them all. He faced every temptation without sinning. Fulfilling the law for us. He understands what we go through. And he gives us the victory that he has won. And now that Jesus is our high priest. The one who goes to God for us. God's throne is now not a place of wrath and judgment but a place of grace, a place of mercy, where when we go to the Father through Christ, we know we receive God's love and goodness. We draw near with confidence, not fear, knowing that we receive what Christ has earned. We go knowing that there is mercy, there's grace in Jesus we receive everything from God that we could need. Now it took the early Hebrew Christians a while to let this all sink in. And they would have continuing questions about the priesthood, questions that are going to be answered in future chapters. How is it that Jesus can be this priest? How is that legitimate? Does it still go on? Hebrews has answers for all of these things. But in all of them, The undergirding support is that Jesus is our priest. Jesus has reconciled us to the Father, so we're not divided from him any longer. But we are God's dear children, forgiven and holy and free. We'll explore that in weeks ahead. But for today, consider our response. Let's read verse 14 together again. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Jesus has done it for us. Be strong in the faith. Don't doubt. Don't fear. You are loved by God. Approach with confidence his throne and receive mercy and grace. For our high priest will never let us down. Let's pray.